Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Rabbit Ears. I have with me two guests today. One of them is a newbie to the podcast. The other one is basically a veteran at this point because Paul Prezula is now making his third appearance on our show. So welcome back, Paul. Thank you so much, Ashley. It's a pleasure to be here again. The the place looks exactly the same. You haven't changed it one bit and I love it. You know what's funny is I actually moved. I'm in a completely different yeah, place than before. <laughs> As I was saying that, I'm like, mm, this is absolutely wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about. Straight out of your ass, sir. That's right. That's Just all right. setting it up for the rest of the episode. We're all good. <laughs> too Far too humble, sir. And our virgin today is Mr. Gerald Morris <laughs> from Two Peas on a Pod. He's also a local to, uh, to where I live. So I've actually met Gerald before and we've hung out and yep. shot the shit in real life. So Gerald, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Well, what's up, guys? Ashley, Paul, you know I love you guys. So I'm extremely happy to be joining you today to talk about one of my favorite shows of all time, among maybe many, many other things. But yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, we're just going to spend about an hour talking about nothing. That's our plan, right? Mm, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I see what you did there. Badoom. All right, well, Gerald, why don't you tell us about your podcast, what you guys do over there, and then uh, after that, we'll get into a little bit of your, what do we call it, like a uh, retrospective of your TV history. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, me and my buddy Andy, we do two Ps on a podcast. I know both of you guys listen, but to let all your listeners know, uh, we discuss current events, pop culture, entertainment, uh, movies, TV, music. And uh, we get serious from time to time. Our new episode is actually going to be going up today. We talked about the Florida shooting, which was obviously a tragedy last week. So it does get a little deep at times. But we also try to keep it light on the bookends with pop culture and entertainment and try to, you know, somehow bring people up sometimes in these dark news stories that come out uh, from time to time. So and then every once in a while, we also do fun bonus episodes, which are predominantly like top fives. And right now we're doing 80s editions. So Every month, there will be a new 80s theme top five. Actually, both of you are going to be involved in that. Paul already has been. And uh, you're going to be doing TV theme songs with me, Ashley, from the 1980s. Oh, yes, I am. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, that's what we do over there at Two Peas on a Podcast. You can find us on Blazing Caribou. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Two Peas on a Pod. Yeah, I love what you guys do. Honestly, I'm not very good at keeping up with current events and so i get all my news information from you guys which god help me if that's a bad thing but <laughs> that's dangerous that's dangerous but uh i have appeared intelligent in certain situations where i have no business knowing what i'm talking about because good. of you guys so good. Thank no, that, you. that's sweet you've told me that before and i appreciate it and that's the whole thing is like i mean the news is depressing you know you sit down and watch the news and there's rarely anything uplifting on it so we try to give you that news and somehow make you feel good about it at the end of the day so I appreciate you saying that. It means a lot. Hang on. Does the news in, in the US not end with a light fluff piece to make everybody feel better about themselves? Because that's what happens here in Australia. Uh, they, it does not end with a Taylor Swift song, no. No. Ours ours does. <laughs> um, the, every once in a while, Paul, like locally, they'll do the sports at the very end. So like the sports coverage will be the last like two or three minutes of the of the newscast locally. But like when they do the U.S. national news, it's pretty much all shit. I mean, there's rarely anything uplifting on there. So. Right. Yeah. So this is no wonder we're a happier country. Yeah, we could submit this for the uh, top 10 unhappy endings for your podcast this week, Paul. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The news in the U.S. all the time. <laughs> Basically. Seriously, here there is a structure to the news. The half hour news uh, on all the mainstream commercial channels very quickly goes serious stuff. Serious stuff, sports, weather, fluff piece. That is it. Mm, mm. 
Well, uh, my wife and I are considering moving to Australia, so now we have one more. <laughs> now we have one more reason: the news coverage. <laughs> so, if you want to end your news with, and now for a heartwarming story <laughs> of the koala that looked after the kitten oh, and come to Australia. That sounds amazing. Oh my god, I want to see that. I do too. Do you have a link to that? <laughs> that's amazing. Holy shit! Yeah, I do want to see that. Um, Gerald. Yes. Let's get to, let's get to know you a little bit. Why don't you tell us about some of the shows that you grew up on, shows that you still enjoy currently, and shit like that. Sure. Uh, well, a lot of my initial television interest came in the '80s. We were talking about the '80s earlier, so you know, I go back to shows like Cheers. Obviously, one of the greats. Um, <laughs> guilty pleasure for me, The Golden Girls. I love that show, and I uh, used to watch it all the time. Actually, the show we're going to be talking about today, I used to watch with my father too uh, in the late '80s, going into the '90s. More recently, like I love, you know, it's kind of a fast-paced environment we live in now, right? So anything that I can stream is always at the top of the list. So your boy Dan will love to hear this, but I love Netflix shows, so I often watch them because I can just whenever I'm whenever I'm it's convenient I can put them on. Same thing with Hulu. I love like Ozark is a great show I just recently caught. Game of Thrones on HBO I love. But we you guys make fun of me and a lot of people do, but I'm a Bachelor fanatic. You guys know that, right? God, yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're doing Bachelor Winter Games and right you now. Were doing <laughs> so well. You? He was, wasn't he? <laughs> I am a weird. It's a. We- I don't even like it. I don't, I'm pissed at myself. I don't even know why I watch it. But um, yeah, I watch the whole Bachelor franchise too, which takes up way too much of my wife and I's time. But uh, we're we're into that right now, and they're doing Bachelor Winter Games, which is a spinoff, and it's supposed to be kind of like an Olympics version of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's, See, it's Paul and good. I are aligned with our reality TV. We both watch Survivor. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never yeah. I've I've seen episodes of Survivor, but I've never watched like full seasons. But yeah. Paul, how do you feel about Sandra? Is she not your favorite from Wait, oh, do you watch do you watch the US version, right? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, Sandra so the one who's won it like three times. Yes. The one who talks She's shit to everybody. Favorite. She well, I like shit her. out of me. <laughs> She, How she I, keeps getting through never ceases to amaze me. She is incredible. the least well performed uh, physical threat ever, and yet she just badmouths everyone and still ends up winning. I don't get it. You know why I like her? Because that's exactly me in my life. I go and I just say <laughs> everything flat out to everybody that I want to say, and somehow, like when I'm waiting tables, I'll just tell everybody exactly what I want to tell them and still get a 25% tip somehow. I don't understand. If it works, don't change it. Oh, I'm not going to. Just be you. Just be you. You're killing it. <laughs> oh, my God. Paul, is there anything that you've started watching that you ha- didn't mention on your previous episodes? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, I started watching Altered Carbon on Netflix. Oh, Ooh, what, I, I want to. What that. do you think? I feel like, uh, Paul, I feel like that's like a episode of Black Mirror, but they turned it into a whole season. Is that kind of what it's like? Or Well, I've only seen two episodes, so oh, okay. I, right. I'm not I'm not enough. It's very, obviously, it's very Philip K. Dick. It's very Blade Runner. <laughs> Uh, it's in- it's interesting, but I have to say my girlfriend checked out after two episodes saying high concept sci-fi shit. So there you go. There's two two ends of the spectrum. Uh, and The Punisher. The Punisher is good, but again, I'm only two or three episodes deep and I've got a long way to go, but I'm enjoying it. Just, I find hard it's hard to find the time to watch TV at the moment because I'm kind of very focused on movies for our show and I think I've seen 47 films so far this year, so... Damn, yeah. dude. Wow. Impressive. Well, it's impressive if you want to think about it in terms of sheer numbers. It's probably less impressive when you consider what I could have been doing with my life. You know, <laughs> <in terms. laughs> that's true. That's true. You know what? You live your life however you want to live it, Paul. Hell yeah. Thank if you. that's what you want to do, more power to you. So, yeah. Thank you, Ashley. You're welcome. So what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and play some uh, promos for other shows, probably from these two fellas, and then we'll give you some more information for their shows. And when we come back, we are going to get into our Seinfeld retrospective. So stay tuned. What's up, peeps? This is Gerald, the host of Two Peas on a Podcast. I'm going to tell you where to find us at the end of this quick clip. Here's me and my partner, Andy, as we discuss aliens and ghosts. It's a freaking 
freaking lootly. You do, dude. Do you believe you in ghosts? How big? Do you believe in ghosts? I believe that we interpret. Uh, I know you believe in spirits. You're spiritual. Well, you don't want to get into this. Okay, it'll be a it. very long. It'll be next week's show. Now, I don't believe in ET landing, and no, I don't believe in uh, mummies being raised from the dead. I believe there is a spiritual dimension that we personify as ghosts, but I don't believe in ghosts per se. Now, aliens. So there's like hauntings and the, stuff. You, no, no, no. So it's different. So there's, when you're a ghost, what do you, you just like? Can you're you still not a ghost. This is not. I don't, oh. believe, I don't believe in ghosts that way. No. You're a spirit. Yes. No, no, no. Can you see people on Earth if you're spirit? I mean, I don't know. This is deep for me. Do you really want to hear it? No, I don't want to hear it. I mean, I do want to hear it, but I guess we can do it off here. I don't think you do. uh, Do you uh, believe in aliens? Aliens. Let's let's stick to aliens. Um, Crop circles, all that stuff. No, because... You don't believe in that either? The universe... You think that's a John Deere? Aliens haven't come to Earth yet. John Deere didn't do that. Here's the thing, bro. Okay. Here's the thing. The universe is a pretty... Big place well, with a lot of different. <laughs> I thought you passed out. Of life. <laughs> this is the universe deep, is a pretty big place. This is so deep for you. Pass out halfway through it. The universe is so large that a there has. All right, guys, make sure you find Gerald and Andy Two Peas on a Podcast. Go to iTunes or Apple Podcast and search Two Peas on a Podcast, or follow us on Twitter Two Peas on a Pod. You can also go to our website and find all of our contact information. It's Two Peas on a Pod. Your guide to cinema etiquette for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. Tip 21. If your portable telephone rings whilst you're enjoying a film, it is a dick move to answer your telephone and speak at a normal volume during a screening. Instead, exit the cinema and return the call in private. It should have been off anyway, fuckhead. For more useful cinema etiquette, join Paul and Wayne on the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast at Podomatic on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. All right, guys. Are you ready to look back at 1989? Ready to get it on. Yeah, let's do Woo! it. All right. So the TV shows that premiered that year were Quantum Leap. Uh, American Gladiator, Tales from the Crypt, America's Funniest Home Videos, Alf, and Baywatch. Oh, jeez. That's some 80s shit up in there. Yeah, I actually didn't know Baywatch was late 80s. I heard that was one of Paul's favorite movies from last year, though. Oh, Paul, I swear to God I did not put that on there just to troll you. I swear. (laughs) Ah, Gerald. Gerald. I'm here here for you, Paul. I didn't say a word. Of those, I love Quantum Leap. That I used to love that show. That was another one. You I and was. Justin Winters, yeah. He loves that time travel shit. Hell yeah, dude. The movies from that year, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, Turner and Hooch, Lethal Weapon 2, the best one of the series, if you ask me. Uh, Major League, Say Anything, Batman, and one of my favorite underrated 80s movies, Tango and Cash. All good. Yeah. It didn't it didn't hit a false note there. That's a that's a good run or a good list of films. Yeah. There was actually there's a whole lot more, but I try I try to keep it to less than ten because otherwise I'm just sitting here prattling off stats from the year and that's just nobody likes that. <laughs> the podcast nineteen eighty nine brought to you by host <laughs> Ashley. And here's a <laughs> here's a list of everything that came out. <laughs> oh my god, you guys should see my notes for the podcast. Like I have it segmented by year and I just have all the TV shows, movies, like all the different categories. I just have everything written down. And then I take a little tick mark off of whatever I choose for the show. And that way I don't have any repeats. But Jesus Christ, hmm. it's a lot. <laughs> uh, the music from that year is especially 80s. Paul, your boy Michael Jackson came out with Smooth Criminal. Uh, we also had yeah. Bust a Move. You want to you want to rip on Michael Jackson again? Ooh. No, I don't get rip on again. I could, I could almost uh, sing a bit of Young MC for you. Sorry, sing. Just speak a bit of Young MC for you. Please do. I mean, yeah. Come on. I could, but oh. I'm not that drunk. <laughs> I could, he says. <laughs> that was evil. That was a tease, bro. I was ready. I was Wow. That was going to be my ringtone. Gerald, <laughs> Eternal Flame came out that year. You yeah, it did. About that. Yeah, it did. I'm a big Bangles fan. I love women rockers, and I, I think you probably heard on that episode, but I have a... Huge crush on Susanna Hoffs. I definitely did in the 80s. I still do. Um, but yes, you're right. Eternal Flame was one of my favorite love ballads from the 80s. So 
Did you hear the rumor that she sang that song naked? I did hear that. <laughs> you know how I heard that? Emily Emily told us that story behind uh, that song when she was on for the episode we did on Love Ballads. I didn't know that, but I did hear that when, when I had her on. I just listened to that episode yesterday, so I did know that too. Yeah, there you go. I told you, you guys are educating me. You make me look smart. Well, that was Emily. Let's give her credit. That was Emily. It's she... your show. You, it, you sh- your show, you get credit. <laughs> okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Love Song by The Cure came out that year. Love Shack. <laughs> New Kids on the Block, The Right Stuff came out. Yes. And yes. The song I'm going to not sing is If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, Sure. It's not a good song, but it's one of those ones like when you read it, you kind of like just hear her singing it and it's mm-hmm. hard not to mm-hmm. do it really exaggerated and like a jackass. Mm-hmm. I will agree. It's instantly recognizable. Yeah, <laughs> but I did. I, I survived. I didn't sing. Paul, you can't get me. Uh, other <laughs> Not shit. yet. God damn it. <sighs> <laughs> other shit that happened that year. The Game Boy was introduced. Hmm. The first airing of the Hershey's Kiss Bell Choir Christmas commercial came out that year, and then it has aired every year since. The Menendez brothers killed their parents, Mm. and the Dominoes discontinued their Avoid the Noid marketing campaign after Kenneth Lamar Noid held two employees at gunpoint because he thought the campaign was targeting him. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I vaguely remember that story, but I had forgotten about that. Yeah. It was actually because wow. uh, I did a podcast with Carlos on the Be Kind Rewind podcast, and it was me and him and Dan. We were talking about 80s commercials, and we got on that topic, and we were talking about that uh, with Domino's. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you guys have Domino's in Australia, Paul? We certainly do. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the uh, premier budget f- pizza chain. Yeah. I was going to say, are you guys Domino's or Papa John's? But do you, you might not have Papa John's, or do you? Never heard of Papa John's. Yeah, I think that's just America. What about Little Caesars, Pizza Pizza? Mm. Nope. We used to have Pizza Hut. That's sort of shrunk now to about mm, three or four stores in, in my city of two million people. My thing with the pizza companies here when it comes to Papa John's or Domino's is Papa John's is so much better, like flavor-wise, but Domino's gets here so fast. Like Papa John's takes forever to get to my house. So I often lean towards Domino's because I know it's going to be there really quick. So Yeah, Come. and when you order pizza, you don't want to sit around and wait for it. Nope. You want that shit now. Mm-hmm. And I want my I want it. my freaking brownie marble cookie thing. I want that immediately, too, because I'm going to eat three pieces of that before I even have a piece of pizza. Absolutely. Put it into my face hole immediately. Mm. And once again, welcome back to Pizza Assessment Podcast. <laughs> 1989 Pizza Reflection. <laughs> Listen, we could, we could go on so many offshoots that it's totally fine. We're all friends and we just have fun. So fuck it. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into the meat of this show, and we're going to start talking about Seinfeld. So, obviously, this is one of the, I guess, gold star shows that I've been wanting to cover because it's a huge, culturally impactful show. It was on mm. for nine seasons, um, 173 episodes. It's rated an 8.9 on IMDb, written by Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, and it aired on NBC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the show follows the continuing misadventures of neurotic stand-up comedian Jerry Seinfeld and his equally neurotic friends, and it stars Jerry Seinfeld, Jason Alexander, Michael Richards, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus as the four main characters. So, who wants to start us off with what you like about the show or why you wanted to talk about the show? Let's go to Gerald. He's our newbie. Well, okay, yeah, I'll say, um, ironically, I don't know if you guys have been rewatching it in anticipation of this recording. I have, and I'm a very busy guy, so I've actually only made it up to season four currently, and I was actually watching one right before we started today. But what's cool in rewatching it is that they kind of become self-aware as the show kind of goes on, and then they start kind of using this, the show about nothing as kind of a punchline. Uh, Mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. And it's kind of like they do that on Curb Your Enthusiasm too, which of course is Larry David also. But, you know, like in season two, they have the, this is just an example, but they have the episode where they're all waiting on a table at the Chinese restaurant. I'm sure you guys remember that. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's literally the whole episode. And everybody goes through that, you know, on like a Friday night when you're waiting (laughs) waiting for your table to be ready. And you feel like people are coming in after you, but they're getting table before you. And 
and you do you just have basically a conversation and you're just waiting of course it's a 30 minute show and which is plenty of time to to have an episode that that kind of shows that but just stuff like that and then they have the arc in season four where they're actually pitching a show about nothing um which is awesome that's what i'm up to right now and you know jerry and george are talking about it and jerry's like so it's a show about nothing and then george is like yeah he's like what happens on the show and george is like nothing and jerry's like i think you have something there (laughs) you know just stuff like that Uh, it's just it's just awesome because there's nothing like it there was nothing like it before you know it's tried to be duplicated but it's really cool because you feel like if you had a very close-knit group of friends and you guys just recorded yourself chilling and doing whatever it is you guys do, playing video games, you know, whatever it is you guys do, that would be this show. And it, I just thought it's just, it was just a revolutionary kind of thing. And like I said, I watched it with my father, which was really cool. And um, that's a, a great memory that I have of the show as well. So I jumped at the chance to talk to you guys about it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is one of those shows that has been on in the background or aired in syndication for as long as I can remember. So I've probably seen every episode of Seinfeld at least three or four times. So it's just kind of part of my muscle memory almost. Like I know every episode pretty much backwards and forwards. Paul, why do you love Seinfeld? The characters. I think this show is entirely unique, not just because it, it's really about the minutiae of life and yeah, yeah the, the running gag of it's a show about nothing, but it's like Gerald said, it's just four friends who hang out together and the genius of it was they're all very memorable in their own way. I think probably everyone has their favorite and I'm sure we'll get there before the end of the episode, but they all stand out and the way they interact with each other and bounce off one another. I'm not sure there's been any show, any sitcom that has captured that dynamic as well, so well. And part of the reason for that is this is a show where the characters don't grow they don't become better people. In mm-hmm. fact, the finale of the of the series is them going to jail basically for being assholes. So, and this was apparently a very deliberate thing very early on that uh, Larry David just said, "Look, we don't want this to be the typical sitcom where there's a, a lesson that's learned at the end of every episode and they grow as people mm-hmm. and they are organic, uh, better people, or at least enriched people by the end of season three or season four. This is just." Nope, we put them right back where they were and they continue being the same pricks that they were beforehand. And so it's nice and people hated the, the finale, but I actually thought when it, when it screened, like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's ridiculous and it's over the top, but it's funny. And that's basically what it all boils down to, these characters and their funny interactions. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why you're, you nailed it absolutely. You're very more, much more articulate than I was when I was trying to speak, but that's what I was trying to say as well. <laughs> But I also love like um, I know you guys don't watch it. Or I feel like the, not at all. I feel like the two of you told me you don't watch it, but that's also why I love Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> because it's just they're just all bad people and they just hang out together. They run this bar together and they just literally they don't grow. They actually get worse <laughs> as the show goes on, um, and it's very similar in that way. But okay, yeah, okay. From what I saw of it, and it's very little. I, I watched the first half of season one. I think I think they were just two bad people. Yeah, yeah. No, that's double O. Whereas this show found a nice balance between, you know, we're not complete and utter pricks and assholes, but we're a little bit assholeish, and haven't we all been like that from time to time? Right, right. Yeah, they're they're relatable. Like I can relate to their level of douchebaggery because it's what I think in my head. And Paul, the spirit animal, is like fucking shining right now because you literally stole exactly what I was gonna say. (laughs) Sorry. It's no, it's fine. It just, I mean, we're we always vibe, so that's totally cool. But I can't think of a show before this that really, because there's a lot of shows after this that kind of focus on horrible people not actually growing or developing. But I can't think of any show before this. I think this probably revolutionized that concept of. Oh, for sure. I would say so, yeah. What what show before 1989? And okay, so Seinfeld didn't really get big until the early 90s. What show before that time was taking the risks that Seinfeld took? None. No. Mm -mm. No. I mean, honestly. Golden Girls talked about a lot of forward thinking and, you know, kind of pushed the envelope with their subject matter, but they did not even come close to being the kinds of assholes that these guys are in Seinfeld, but they're lovable assholes. I can, yeah. I can be fine with them. And without, I'm not, a, I am not a Golden Girls expert. I'm not even a Seinfeld expert, but my, my sense of the Golden Girls is kind of what my sense is of more elderly people in real life. And that is, they can get away with a lot more because they're old. Yeah, I plan on doing that 100%. I'm starting now. 
I mean, just think about your grandparents, you know, if, if they're alive now, if they were alive back in those days or, you know, even your parents, if they're at that age sort of now, like they can just say shit and you just kind of roll your eyes or just look away and just don't bite. But if, if someone your age said it, you'd be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yes. That is racist, homophobic, blah, 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 whatever it might be, you know? Right. All of the above. No, but there was there's one episode of Seinfeld actually. It's the not that there's anything wrong with that episode that kind of comes to mind as we're talking about this. <laughs> I fucking is, love that episode. One yeah. of so many lines that this show brought, which just invade invaded the cultural lexicon, at least f- in my group of friends. Like, step off, step off, George, and uh, I'm d- even to this day. I think maybe yesterday or the day before, one of my mates are we doing this weekend, and I said. Uh, Da, 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 da. He said, oh, I might be down with that. <laughs> it came from Seinfeld. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he, here we are 20 years later. Yeah, it's crazy. There's actually a sign language uh, book that you can buy like on Amazon. And it's yeah. basically just a book of phrases and words that were created and became popular on the show. You can't believe this woman. She's one of these low talkers. You know, because he's a high talker. He's nice, bit of a close talker. I don't have a square to spare. I can't spare a square. So you're still master of your domain? Yes, <laughs> master of my domain. I am king of the county. Lord of the manor. I'm queen of the castle. You mean shrinkage? Yes. <laughs> Significant shrinkage. So you, you feel you were shortchanged? Yes. <laughs> Couldn't you at least tell her about the shrinkage factor? No, I'm not going to tell her about your shrinkage. Besides, I, I think women know about shrinkage. How do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? Oh. And there's, I mean, you don't see that. I mean, you don't see that. You know, you can't think of another show that, like, created its own language. Um, no, like the yada, yada, yada. Right. I actually have a magnet on my fridge right now that says not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. These pretzels... Are making me me thirsty. I shit you not. I just watched that episode this morning. That's good, man. That's good. And actually, I was listening to the story behind with my dad, and we were listening to the pretzels episode. And when she was doing that, I was literally yelling in my car doing the George delivery. These pretzels are making me thirsty. (laughs) That's good. That was really good. Thank you. Let's go ahead and talk about some of our favorite episodes and then we can talk about some of the ones that we didn't really care for that much oh god i'll let you guys lead off and i'll kind of pick up whatever's left on my list towards the end if there's anything god gerald lead lead away um i got i made a note of a few here that i that i absolutely love and i mean i could watch anytime anywhere but and they all seem to kind of i don't know i guess we'll get into favorite characters later but you might see a pattern here they all kind of seem to feature kramer if you will Mm-hmm. But um, I love the I love I love the marine biologist uh, the one mm-hmm. where I just I just love the end of that one really where the last couple minutes where um, you know George is telling the story because I'm sure you guys recall but he basically was trying to get laid so he was lying to this woman about being a marine biologist and it comes to where he's walking on the beach with her and he's telling the story about how he basically had to save this whale <laughs> and is this, is this the one that starts with. <laughs> He was angry that day, my friend. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And he tells this story, and all three of the other guys are listening to him go through this elaborate story. And you, what you learn is that what happened is Kramer had hit a golf ball into the blowhole of the whale. <laughs> was it a Titleist? Yeah, it was a Titleist. And he pulls, yeah. pulls it out of his pocket and shows him the golf ball. And it's just... And Kramer's just sitting there. I don't know if you guys remember the expression on his face, but he's just like... He has a look on his face like, I could have killed a whale, but, you know, <laughs> it's just really funny. Um, what The puffy shirt. I love yes. the puffy shirt yeah. episode. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a classic great. one. There's so many classic episodes of Seinfeld. Um, but uh, the chicken roaster with the Kenny Rogers roasters sign. Which, that's uh, actually in season nine, which is impressive because most shows like peter off and don't have these great episodes that you want to look back on. But there's yeah, quite a few good ones yeah. in season nine. Yeah. Is that the one where they switch apartments and kind of <laughs> yes. <switch> personalities? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. I don't know the names. I just got to know the theme. So I'm, I'm having to try and quickly join the dots. And then the last one I'll mention, and then I'll let Paul go. It, it, the, um, we're talking about the sign language um, book that you can get. So the soup Nazi became a term, and yes. that's probably Damn the you, most 
Oh, sorry. I'll let you go. You go. No, you, no, no. That's you, perfect. Just, please, please. I, I was just going to say that's probably the most uh, recognizable, like, iconic title to one of the episodes because everybody kind of knows. Like, my wife's not a Seinfeld fan, but she knows what the Soup Nazi is just because of the impact that that episode had, which is crazy. Um, and that actor really obviously sold that role. And I, it, was just, it was just so funny. And New York's full of rude people. You hear that? So you can kind of see that being like, they're just trying to get a soup, and this guy's like, you know, no soup for you. <laughs> you want bread? You can't have bread. Jambalaya. You know, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's one of my favorites, too. It stuck with me for several years. And I think they still do a t- tours in New York, which go past where the Soup Nazi kitchen was based on. Yeah. yeah. Even Well, I did when I was there in the early 2000s. But anyway. <laughs> Paul, what are some of your favorite episodes of Seinfeld? I'm I'm shocked that Gerald didn't know. this, but the the one that has to be, and it, look, we did a countdown of the funniest episodes of TV a long, long time ago on our show, and this was right up there for me. Mm-hmm. It was it's the contest. It's such a good episode. It's perfect. Yeah. I yeah. fucking love that episode. Usually for me with a with a comedy series, there's a turning point where I go from this is okay to I fucking love this show and I, I think maybe I got into Seinfeld in around about season three and it was this episode from season four right it just turned the corner for me from being good to great yeah and mm-hmm. again in this was like 1992 maybe 1993 this episode to talk about masturbation so openly on a mainstream tv show mm-hmm. unheard of and then the way they get whistled down and just Kramer walking in slapping his money on the bench oh my god yes (laughs) yeah it was really cool too is that she kept running into jfk jr in that episode remember Um, which was kind of Uh, a little kind of a little nod to new york city there too but um yeah that 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 is one of the best for sure i actually like in that episode when they're all agreeing to be in the contest and kramer's like oh i want it on this and like please you'll be out before you even get out of the restaurant (laughs) (laughs) and then and the, a line, again, I have used multiple times since, which is probably not so famous, but I think we'll all be comfortable within the <laughs> confines of the honor system. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah, thought you were going to say something about being king of the castle. Yeah, that's it. I'm still king of my castle. <laughs> Are you still master uh, of your domain? Master of your domain. That's the one. Yep. Again, <laughs> use that line. And this was one we don't use, but uh, George's mum. I find my son treating his body like it was an amusement park. <laughs> oh, my gold. God. That is just the most traumatic thing. And what is he? He's like beating it to like a red book or something like that. Or gl- no, it's glamour, I think. No, what it's like just it? some dodgy magazine next to his hospital bed or, or the bed he was in, right, or something. No, because it was before she went to the hospital because he was doing it at the parents' house and that's oh, when she yeah, fell and got yeah. the traction because it was he at the time. hospital. It was the two nurses or the nurse Sorry. giving this girl the sponge bath. That's it. <laughs> and then later on, it's the two guys giving this or the getting the sponge bath and he's like super uncomfortable, <laughs> but he can't look away. <laughs> yeah, gold. Gold, that one. Uh, it's gold, and, and Jerry, gold. <laughs> <laughs> like Gerald said, you'll probably get a, a theme through my favorite episodes. There's two that really stand out that feature George, or sorry, who my favorite character is. There's the one where he is the most reprehensible person in the history of the universe when he runs out of Susan's apartment where there's kids <laughs> when there's a fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like knocking them out of the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. And then kind of the follow-up sort of... Uh, answer to that which is half a season or so later or at least a few episodes later is when he takes is it jerry's advice that he just becomes the opposite do the opposite of whatever you would want to do and so he's in that movie theater and there's a whole bunch of these gangbanger types who are just making noise and uh ruining the film for everyone and he stands up and he yells at them and says your mothers would be ashamed and he goes (laughs) off and they all back down (laughs) Yeah. yeah, and that's the episode that he ends up working for the Yankees because he that's followed it. that advice. Which is a huge... How long does that go for? At least another season he's working for. Oh, um, for... Well, yeah, because that happened. What's his name? In, the guy who, who owned the Yankees at that stage? George Steinbrenner. Uh, George Steinbrenner. Yeah. And also, yeah, the other part of that episode is where Jerry always evens out, and so he has the one friend, George, that's doing better, and Elaine's, like, falling Elaine. down, and he loses <laughs> right. $20 right. and gets it back. He's like, I always even out. <laughs> right. That's great. Yeah, I just sent you guys a picture in our chat. 
Because, Paul, I swear to God, I can't fucking get off the same page. Those are my top two that I have listed underneath favorite episodes. Oops. Sorry. No, you're fine. I have, like, six listed because I figured this would happen. All right. Well, that's enough. Over to no, you, then. No, go ahead. Yours. If you have no, more. No, that's, that's, they're, my, they're my big three, the ones that just stand. I mean, we, we could go on and on about different lines, like, different moments, so many different quotes. Just the, the characters they brought in and then we'd have recurring references to them or they would return the close talker and the the low talker i mean those things just are amazing writing and because we all know someone who stands too close we all know someone who mumbles especially when you're in a club or a pub and you can't really so you're just nodding yeah 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 that's obviously the puffy shirt but it's such a good show (laughs) it's a fantastic show one of my favorite episodes is the boyfriend with Keith Hernandez and the JFK shooting <laughs> yeah. uh, parallel. Yeah. And then yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Good. That's it's good. the fucking, it's one magic loogie because it like turns a right corner or whatever and hits somebody <laughs> in the face. And that aired, that aired right when Oliver Stone's JFK in theaters, which is why they, why they ended up, Larry David did that because he, it was conspiracy theories and it was a huge thing in the news at the time. So they kind of did a little parody of the film that was out in theaters at the same time. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. And then another episode I watched this morning has, basically, there's this one scene in this episode. My sister and I loved it so much that we have it completely memorized. But it's uh, the episode where Jerry's dating this girl that has the tractor story, and it turns out she gets gonorrhea from the tractor. But when Elaine finds out that Putty is a secret Christian and that he's religious and she'd rather him be dumb and lazy than have religion because she understands that, and it's the whole, you stole my Jesus fish, you're going to hell thing. I fucking die every time. <laughs> so where do you want to eat? Feels like an Arby's night. <laughs> Arby's beef and cheese and... Do you believe in God? Yes. Oh. So you're pretty religious. That's right. So is it a problem that I'm not really religious? Not for me. Why not? I'm not the one going to hell. Well, they forgot to deliver your paper today. Why don't you uh, just grab that one? But that belongs to Mr. Potato Guy. That's his. Come on, I get it. Well, if you want it, you get it. Sorry, thou shalt not steal. Oh, but it's okay for me. Oh, what do you care? You know where you're going. All right, that is it. I can't live like this. Oh, no. Come on. All right, what did I do? David, I'm going to hell. The worst place in the world. The devils and those those caves and, and the ragged clothing. And the heat. My God, the heat. What do you think about all that? It's going to be rough. You should be trying to save me. Don't boss me. This is why you're going to hell. I am not going to hell. And if you think I'm going to hell, you should care that I'm going to hell, even though I am not. You stole my Jesus fish, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love that episode. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, and that's one. also, awesome. that's the same episode where George just keeps leaving meetings on a high note. So he like sees that he's got the room laughing and just leaves <laughs> oh, the middle of the yeah. meeting. All right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Oh, uh, my goodness. I also love, um, I didn't mention it, nobody did, but I also love the Bizarro Jerry episode where. Yeah, yeah, where Lightning <laughs> breaks up with, yeah. yeah. Yep. And they're all like counterparts of the main four but they're all like nice and good people oh yeah (laughs) it's uh really funny and then the merv griffin sets another great one i love that one just because of how kramer is when he's like having his friend the friends over and he's like interviewing them he's like all right we're gonna go to a quick break and he's like shoving food in his face and he's like telling people to scooch down and somehow gets jack hannah in his apartment (laughs) i love it nice very nice there you anybody have any favorite moments I'm sorry, it was the moops. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On the Bubble Boy episode yeah. when he's going to lose to a boy in a bubble, so he becomes pedant, yeah, with a trivial pursuit. Oh. Damn, that's some funny, funny shit. Yeah. I think one of my favorite moments is probably when, is it uh, George's dad gets Fusilli Jerry stuck in his ass? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> 
he falls on it and he has to actually go to a proctologist. I think that's the episode where um, Kramer or someone has an ass man license plate. Kramer gets the ass man plate. <laughs> yeah. And when they're at the proctologist, yeah. they see the boat says ass man. Yeah. Hey, ass man. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Again, it's just, it's just like jokes that weren't on network TV. You know, it's just, it was kind of taboo at the time, to be honest. And um, masturbation and, getting objects stuck in your ass and you know just things that just weren't being talked about on sitcom so oh yeah it was really really revolutionary in that way i mean some of my favorite secondary characters george's dad is fucking amazing jerry stiller is so funny like the whole festivus and double cavista and you want a piece of me like every time he's on the screen he just he commands yeah. you know attention and makes yeah, me laugh I agree. I agree i agree how long does it take to find a bra <laughs> What's going on in there? You ask me to get a pair of underwear, I'm back in two seconds. You know about the uh, cup sizes and all? They have different cups. Yeah, I, I know about the cups. You got the A, B, the C, the D. That's the biggest. I know the D is the biggest. I base my whole life on knowing that the D is the biggest. Here, here's the bra. Let me see it. 100% lycra spandex. Let me see I it. I told you. Here, I think you know everything. That's surprising. All right, what else? You got the cups in the front, two loops in the back. All right? I guess that's about it. I got it. Cups in the front, loops in the back. You got ketchup on it. Yeah, he's great. They're, I mean, the, the the core cast are all excellent. And I, I don't think, well, with the exception of Julia Louise-Dreyfus, who obviously has gone on to much, arguably, bigger and better things because she's won however many Emmys uh, in Veep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rest of them never rose above this this is the pinnacle of their careers. I'm sure Seinfeld has enough money that he comes home, steps into a pile of it and just washes himself with it. But <laughs> Jason Alexander and Michael Richards, obviously we know Michael Richards kind of fall from grace, but uh, every time we see Jason Alexander after the Seinfeld, he's just George. He will always be yep. George. Yep. He's George till the day he dies because he's perfect. perfect. In Curb Your Enthusiasm, they have all the uh, the four characters from Seinfeld, the four actors come on and they talk about George or Jason Alexander talks about being pigeonholed and stuff like that. And they're talking, yeah. making a series about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Have you seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, I would watch Paul? The sh- no, I haven't. I would watch the shit out of that uh, series, though, I tell you. Well, there's a season, and I was going to mention that today, actually, at some point. So I'm glad you brought it up. But there's a, uh, a season in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think they've had seven or eight so far. And uh, this was like season four or five. So it's it's been a while because HBO takes forever to do in between seasons. But. The whole premise of the 10 episodes on that season is Larry David is getting the group back together to do a two-hour like Seinfeld reunion special. Mm-hmm. It's not real. Okay, so it's like really meta. Right. It's oh, not yeah. real. I mean, they're not really doing it, but... all but they are because they're doing this season of career. Right, right. So all four of them are on for the duration of that season with Larry David, like, you know... You know you know, talking and they're back in the so. apartment and everything. It's yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. awesome. It's really cool. But but there's a really funny there's, there's a really funny Seinfeld esque uh, moment in that season when um, Larry David first approaches Jason Alexander to be on the the reunion, and he comes to his office in Hollywood or whatever, and he's meeting with Jason Alexander, and uh, Larry. And this is just like Seinfeld. So picture this. So. Larry wants to have the meeting about the show at his office, which is on the other side, <laughs> on the other side of L.A. And Jason Alexander's like, well, we're already at my office. Like, let's just have the meeting. And they go back and forth for literally five minutes. Do you remember this, Ashley? Yes. And, yes, they, I do. and they go back and forth. And eventually Larry's like, <laughs> George is like, we're having the meeting. And Larry's like, this isn't a meeting. This is a meeting about having the meeting. I want to have the meeting at my place. So they go back and forth. And it's like, that's the whole scene, you know, for five minutes. So. Um, it's very Seinfeld-esque in that way. And what's funny to me is because the character of George is based very much on Larry David. And so Jason Alexander's bitching about what a dick uh, George is and how everybody hates George. And Larry, Larry, uh, what's his name? Damn it. 
Larry David is getting super offended. He's just sitting there stewing about all the shit talk that's going on basically about him. He's just like, why does everybody hate me? <laughs> he's, just, he's such an anger ball. Yeah, yeah. But if you get a chance, Paul, you should at least watch that season because it, just to see those characters all back together again, to me, was awesome. Yeah, well, could you follow it, just picking it up at that season? We got to go from the start. I think you could because it's very, very similar to Seinfeld, where it's like, I mean, Larry, you might Larry not David know is an irredeemable character. Yeah, I mean, you might not know the background between him and his wife and that kind of thing, but that season is centered around the reunion of the Seinfeld characters. So, I think you'd be okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. I will have to check it out. We need to get Amazon Prime in Australia. There is so much you could watch, Paul. Because that's yeah. it's all for Come free on, on Amazon. Amazon Prime. It's supposed to be this year, according to the website. Mm-hmm. No um, one gives a shit about us. Twenty-four million of Australians. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead a protest march, and Gerald can talk about <laughs> it on his uh, on his show. Yeah, this do that. Bullshit. <laughs> um, there's one more thing that I was watching today that I kind of find super amusing. It's when George's girlfriend has mono, and so he can't have sex, and he ends up getting really smart. And Elaine is dating a doctor that she's trying to help pass his medical um, exam or whatever. So she stops having sex with him so he can be smart and pass. And then she gets really, really dumb. I, I don't know why, but I found that amusing. There's this one part where she's like looking at these tires and they're just spinning around. She just becomes a complete fucking idiot. There's always like this seesaw balance between George and Elaine. They kind of go back and forth a lot. But I like that. Yeah, George is one of my favorite characters on this show, too. So who is your favorite then, Ashley? If... if- Gerald, it's, it sounds like it's Kramer for you. It's George for me. It's George. He's so he's so hot headed and he's such a firecracker. Um, and then my two favorite side characters are Putty and um, George's dad, Frank Costanza. Yeah, Frank is great. Yeah, I would say Costanza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. Who I would some say of your favorite secondaries. Well, Frank Costanza is a no-brainer. I mean, he's my absolute number one. And I already talked about the soup Nazi, even though he only shows back up in the finale and then he's in his, obviously, his episode. But, I mean, those are probably my two favorite off-characters that weren't main. What about you, Polly Boy? Uh, Jay Peterman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Just as a contemptible person who's worse than the four of them, but uh, pretty hilarious. In terms of his life, the way he looks at life and the demands that he makes on poor Elaine. Yeah, he leads a charmed life for being such a horrible person. That he does. Absolutely does. He's, uh, yeah. I can't think of any quotes, but just the way he speaks, like the actor who plays him just nails that over the top delivery so, so well. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's the one episode with like the Tic Tacs or whatever that Elaine puts in the guy's pocket or gets the guy to carry around because he's like keeps sidling up to her. And he's like hearing that infernal racket. If I hear that again, I'm going to just fire you right away or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, is there any episodes that you guys really don't like? I'm sure there are for me, but I I kind of just blocked them out. There's nothing that I remember off the top of my head going, well, that's awful. Not like, say, I don't know, something like uh, Breaking Bad's Fly episode, which drives me nuts. The oh, fact God. I have to sit through that, that episode. Uh, nothing like that stands out for me, but what about you guys? Yeah, same here. I mean, there's, I mean, I'm, there's some that I definitely didn't laugh out loud as much at, but I just love these characters so much that it's hard for me to not like seeing them. You know, um, I was gonna say though when we got to this piece, actually, that it's weird for me that like Jerry's stand up, I don't really like. Like, I oh, don't not at all. Like the especially the pieces on the show, but you know, I've seen his stand up special on Netflix, and it's not that he's not funny. It's just like. Not my like I wouldn't pay to see a stand up comic like that in a club, you know, that particular brand of humor. But seeing him in his quote element with his friends and stuff on the show, that's what really draws me in. But when they have those little clips, you know, those little 30 second clips or whatever at the beginning and the end with his comedy. I never mm-hmm. I never really I, there's not a lot that I laugh at at, the, at those stages, but I, but the show itself, I love. Yeah, I never laugh uh, at those be- at those bits. That's actually a really good call. I, I, the, the opening stand-up bit and just was something to get through, to get to the show. I never right, right. Never remember thinking, geez, this is a funny guy. I'm, my co-host Wayne was a little bit different. He used to like Jerry Seinfeld a lot. But uh, mm-hmm. no, the way it translates into a story is good, but uh, just in terms of him telling it, less so. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Do you guys want to play... A little game that I came up with. It's not really a game. It's like a Seinfeld-inspired quiz that mm-hmm. I made up for you guys. Uh, 
don't think it's going to go very well, but I'll give yeah, it a No, no, no. It's, it's, it's not trivia related. Oh. Okay. So, all right. For each of you, which do you think is the worst, I guess, thing that has happened? Uh, Newman and Jerry won't give the pool boy mouth to mouth and risk him dying. How can we have got this far without talking about Newman? Oh, so right? Sorry. Shame on you guys. Um, <laughs> all right. So Newman and Jerry won't give mouth to mouth to the pool boy. Um, when Elaine makes the little boy think that his gammy is dying on the phone. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, George's me first fire exit strategy mm. or uh, the John Lovitz character faking cancer to get the toupee. Which do you think is the worst uh, transgression? <laughs> well, the one that Free jumped judgment. out to me that I have the the most direct memory of is the one about Gammy dying. <laughs> That's the one <laughs> that I remember the most. And then Paul obviously mentioned George escaping the fire earlier, which is really funny memory as well. So I'd probably have to say those are my one and two. All right, Paul, which is the worst of the uh, behaviors? Does the pool boy die? He does not die, but they get banned okay. from the club because... Uh, they wouldn't give him mouth to mouth. Yeah, if the pool boy didn't die, then it's all fine. So no, I'm going with George. I'm going with George. That's him racing out of the house, pushing kids out the way when there's a threat to his life. Is etched it, in my memory forever. And yeah. it's not just kids; it's women and elderly people yeah, as well. Right. It's everybody just <laughs> taking him down. All right. Oh, which classic. is it for you? Which is the correct or the better term? The bro or the man's ear? Mm, probably the bro. I'm going the bro. Yeah, yep. sounds more like bra. <laughs> yeah, bra. <laughs> All right. Uh, which of Jerry's nitpicky reasons for dumping a girl can you be most on board with, just out of any of them that you can recall? Hmm. Is there any I'll of them that say... you went like... Yeah, yeah. I, the one that comes to mind immediately, I don't know if you guys remember the one where he... Uh, I don't remember her name, forgive me, but he was dating a girl that had man hands. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> you remember she had like giant hands. She's and like they... cracking the lobster with him. <laughs> yeah. And they showed that close up of her ripping the bread apart. And they're just like, obviously, obviously it was probably a very big man playing that role. But um, yeah, I don't know that I could, I feel like she'd kick my ass, you know? So I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I can think of maybe because it slightly relates to my, to my real life situation when Jerry was dating a woman with a surname Chang, but she wasn't Chinese. Oh my God. <laughs> and he was trying to get away with being like into Chinese women. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if he breaks up with on that basis, but it was a, it was an odd basis to want to be interested in someone. <laughs> well also, cause I think it was like the lines got crossed between her number and George's number and Estelle and Frank were separated and she's trying to get a hold of her son and ends up talking to this lovely Chinese woman who, you know, basically helps her rekindle her relationship with Frank. And then when she realizes she's not Chinese, the divorce is back on. <laughs> yeah. You're not yep. Chinese. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Would you rather A, eat Poppy's cooking, B, be a patient of Tim Watley's in his dental practice slash sex den, or C, have the smell in your car? Mm. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh, they're all pretty horrible. Aren't they? Um, C. C, because then I can just sell the damn car. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> thinking C, too. Nobody's buying that car. Or at least firebomb it and get the uh, insurance money from it. Yeah, there was, you go. Yeah, I'll go C as well. All right, guys, this is the hardest one. And we've already kind of talked about it before. So, which would you rather do? Would you zip up first or would you keep your mother from falling and injuring herself? (laughs) 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 Uh, What do you think, Paul? Oh, God. I don't know. I'd probably do the the right thing, save mom, I guess. I've got two hands, right? I reckon I'm pretty dexterous. Oh, thank you guys for indulging me. I there's so much that comes up when I'm watching these uh these episodes that I kind of go, man, that is kind of a moral dilemma. Like, which would you do? Because you don't want to run over there like that to your mother. Like, like George says, I couldn't run over there the way I was. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Jesus. Um. That was that was very good. Very good. Well played. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, 
I was trying to think. Is there anything that you guys want to talk about that we didn't talk about? Uh, yeah, any yeah, running man. jokes that you really enjoy? Like, I enjoy the Vandalay Industries thing, Art Vandalay, and they all have like, their little, um, I guess, uh, side characters that they pretend to be or like mm-hmm. their fake identities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, uh, Kramer has. Who's uh, Kramer's identity? I don't remember anymore. I don't know, but I do love I do love in that when he when George when Kramer answers the phone and he forgets to say Vandalay Industries and Kramer comes oh running God. out of the bathroom and Jerry walks in and you know George is on the floor in his underwear and Jerry goes and you want to be my latex salesman <laughs> <laughs> just like sticking with the whole bit you know um, oh yeah yeah their dry delivery of so many of these lines is what makes it work like they just they remember all of these little kind of jokes or throwbacks and it just gets picked up on later in the episode and it's just it's so well done it's so smartly written yeah i think this cool there's a cool kind of like mystique to the show too like you don't really know kramer's like background like how is he able to live in new york what does he do for money like how does he have money you know i i always thought that was really cool too yeah and then it takes until i think like season seven before you even find out what his first name is right right Oh yeah, that's true. It was kind of a secret. Oh yeah. I, I, I think the running animosity with Newman was a real highlight of the show as well. Mm-hmm. So just like even Jerry's really bad delivery of it, like when George does it, it's funny. I don't know if Kramer ever did it. Did Kramer ever say Newman like mm-hmm. that? But no, no, I don't think so. Did. But Jerry's mom but, did. Uh, Jerry's Newman, like just mm-hmm, <sighs> mm-hmm. made me crack up every time and it became such a running gag of how bad he was at it they wrote it in as often as they, as they possibly could i think uh, i actually read in trivia that the newman exchange like whenever jerry says newman or somebody says newman like that was only 32 times in the entire series mm. uh, and memorable 32 times which feels like more but in a good way mm-hmm. so uh also like the uh, the episode with Terry Hatcher and are yeah. they real or are they not? Mm-hmm, <laughs> they're mm-hmm. real and they're spectacular. Isn't that the it. one with uh, when they think that Salman Rushdie is the member of the gym too? Or is that a different oh, one? Oh, yeah. And it's well, Sal I mean, Bass? <laughs> well, it's definitely there's definitely that sauna scene when Elaine's in there with Terry Hatcher and just trying to surreptitiously work out whether they are real or not. So if he's in that scene, then yes. If not, might might be another one. Yeah. This show has so many, like I read through, I think all like a little brief description of all 171 episodes and trying to come up with my list of favorites and stuff. There's a lot of fucking great episodes in this show. Even oh, the bad there. ones are good. Serenity like, now. <laughs> <laughs> These side characters are amazing too. There's a million side characters that deserve shout outs, but this would literally be a five hour podcast if we went into all that kind of detail. What'd you guys think of the finale of that show? I did not care for it. There's a lot of um, co- controversy. A lot of people didn't. I thought I thought it was okay, but at the time, yeah, I, it didn't bother me. Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I haven't actually like watched said, it since it aired. No, neither have I. So I'm only going from memory here. But the idea that they finally do get the comeuppance for how shitty they are as people that works, whether or not the actual way they did it is funny enough i don't know i couldn't tell you that because it has been 20 years since i've watched it but at the time i thought yeah well that, that makes sense cool moving on next show please and i actually appreciate apparently jerry seinfeld was offered a ridiculous amount of money to come back and do a 10th season and he just was like no so he uh followed his own advice and ended on a high note yeah yeah and it was the most watched season that had the, uh, the highest nielsen ratings is that what you guys call them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they actually so it, it, uh go ahead palm sorry yeah, it did, it did go out on that high. Like, that was the most watched season of all, season nine. I was going to say, I read in the trivia that MTV had little cartoons that were timed perfectly to fit in during the commercial breaks of Seinfeld because they knew they weren't going to get any other viewership during that time frame. <laughs> funny. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Nice. Well, hey, uh, yeah. Jerry went on uh, Ellen's show uh, recently, like last week, and, you know, they're doing the Roseanne revival and the Will and Grace revival and... Uh, Murphy Brown's coming back and no. with, you know all this stuff. What? Murphy Brown's uh. coming back? Yeah, and Candace Bergen's going to be on it. I'm not sure in what capacity, what? but yeah, yeah. But um anyway, they uh, she asked Jerry about a possible Seinfeld revival no. and he mentioned that it was possible. He didn't shoot it down. Um but he said, you know, why tamper with something that you guys loved? You know, it was great. Why tamper with it? Uh, but you know, he did say it was a possibility, so I don't I just know. Want I wouldn't all be surprised. These revivals to stop. Yeah. Me too, but I wouldn't be surprised at the same time. <laughs> yeah, there is there is no Hollywood will or the industry will remake anything if they think there's a dime in it. 
Mm-hmm, Ugh. Mm-hmm. I, I could bitch for hours about these stupid revivals that none of them have worked, in my opinion. It's all been a bad idea. So nothing has come back and improved upon what it once was. Exactly. Like, I'm watching Will and Grace right now. That was one of my favorite shows back in the day, but it's not that it's bad. I mean, I think it just got nominated for a Golden Globe, actually, but... um. It's just not the the same. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It can't be the same. It's, it's not, not possible. Right, and they're trying to like make something happen in 2018 that happened in the 80s or 90s. It's just not the same. You know, it's not the same environment. They're not the same characters. It's just it's just weird. Now, if you're seeing it for the first time in 2018 and you didn't watch it originally, then I, then I can see the point because you're trying to introduce it to a new audience and they don't know anything about the original the original show. But aside, if it's something that you watched in the past, I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of like, we don't need to. We can watch reruns of when it was great. We don't need to. Exactly. It's know. all on streaming for those of us in, mm-hmm. the, in the States. We can watch yeah. it all now. Yeah. I don't need to fucking watch you guys, you know, butcher <laughs> what once was. Right, right. Anyways, that's my two cents. Um, All right, Gerald, we're going to go to you first on who you were going to marry, bang, and kill. You do not have to limit it to the four main characters. Oh, really? So, yeah, you can you can pick whoever you want to. Uh, wow. Um, okay, let's uh, let's marry let's marry George because um, <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like I would always kind of be in control in that relationship, um, and he would kind of listen to me. And then uh, in the eighties and nineties, I always had a thing for Elaine, so I will say um, I will bang her. Mm-hmm. And I hope that doesn't offend Julia Louis Dreyfus if she's listening. And then what's what's left? Kill, right? Yeah. Mm, who would I kill? I love all the characters, so I don't think I want to kill any of the main characters. Let me think on that. You might have to edit this out, Ashley. No, you're I, fine. I will offer you one piece of advice while you're thinking. If you're going to yes. marry George, do not lick the wedding invitations. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. I um who do I want to kill? Um I can't really think of anybody, but I know you're not gonna like this, Ashley, but Putty always annoyed me <gasps> on that show. So I think so I think I would kill him. He was always but kind of annoyed to me. He wants to give you a high five. Yeah, I mean I get it. I like that actor in later years when he did rules of engagement and some other stuff, but I don't know, on the show, it just, I don't know. Again, I can't really think of anyone that I would actually kill because I love so many of the characters, but I'll just throw Putty out there in the effort to save time. Okay. Well, Patrick Warburton is safe with me. Paul, what do you got? <laughs> well, I'm going to marry Seinfeld because he's thin, single, and neat. Keeps very prestigious. <laughs> he looks after the house. I'm not going to have to be cleaning up after his shit everywhere. True, true. So no problems there at all. And I think we would have... Very amusing conversations about not a whole hell of a lot, which pretty much mirrors relationships after X amount of time anyway. So there you go. And if it can be amusing, that's a bonus. Um, Bang. I'm going to cheat a little bit and say any of George's girlfriends, which are way hotter than him, Mm -hmm. which is pretty much all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How how ridiculous was that uh, hotness level in inverse relationship he was batting out of his league every single time although probably the same could be said for Seinfeld and kill I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna say Newman Newman mm-hmm, mm-hmm. damn um all right hold on my dog is going ape shit right now no worries because I can edit out when you guys are talking her barking Anyang! <laughs> Anyang! I love that <laughs> she doesn't say it back yet one day all right, I am going to, hmm, I think I'm going to marry Putty, mm. and all honestly, just, I, and it's, Is that before or after Gerald I was going to say, you better him. get to him before I kill him. He's safe with me, Gerald, you're not going to fuck with me. <laughs> That's true. I already I know that. That's a very good point, <laughs> I won't. Um, I am going to bang Tim Watley, because he has a sex den, mm. so that's got to be fun. <laughs> And honestly, this is probably not going to be warmly received, but I'm going to, I'm going to kill Jerry's parents. I did not like them at all. Actually, you know what? I'm going to kill Jack Klompus. That's who I fucking don't like the most. I hated Jack Klompus, the guy that was also at Del Boca Vista, the one that had the fucking astronaut pin. The one that gave him the pin, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did not like that guy at all. 
But you have you're onto something with Morty too, though. Morty was kind of like the perfect oh. image of like a bitter old man, you know, that I see at my job all the time. That's just angry about everything. Yeah, uh, I whenever Jerry's parents were on, I just I felt like they drugged and brought the show down. They kind of didn't keep you know with the um, banter and with the pace and everything like that. I felt like they just ugh. no. Well, there were no Frank or Estelle, that's for sure. Mm-hmm, Frank mm-hmm. and Estelle. If those could be my parents, I would be so happy. <laughs> would you, though? Would I? No. <laughs> I'd, right. oh, I'd probably end up like George, which is not too far off base right now. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Gerald, if you want to uh, tell the people where they can find you in your podcast uh, as we sign out, and then Paul will head it over to you, and then that'll be the end. Sure, Ashley, I really appreciate you having me. You're awesome. I love you. You know that. Uh, everybody can find me and my buddy Andy. We put out a show every week, or we try very, very hard to. And you can just very easily go to blazingcariboustudios.com. You can find us on there. And like I said earlier, we are most active on Twitter. If you want to follow us for updates, it is just at two peas on a pod, and that is T-W-O spelled out. Once again, thanks for having me, Paul. Always a blast to talk to you too, brother. Dude, I love that. Likewise, sir. Okay. I love getting to talk to you guys. This has been, like, I think our third collaboration with the three of us. That's right. That's right. It's always a good time. Many more. Many more to come, hopefully. Yeah, it's great to talk with you both as well, Gerald. You know how much I love you, man, even though we do have very different tastes. But at least we get it right on Seinfeld. And Ashley, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me back. It's always great to talk to my spirit animal about all things that we agree about. Um, my podcast is The Countdown Movie and TV Reviews. You can find us if you search for us in Google. We're on Twitter at the Countdown PC, and you can send us an email if you want to talk about our topics or let us know how wrong we got a topic at the Countdown Podcast at gmail.com. You guys are very good about taking criticism and critiques. I I, uh, I enjoy listening to people <laughs> giving you shit as uh, part of the listener <laughs> feedback, and you guys just take your lumps. It's it's very entertaining. Uh, we st- you style yourself to to make definitive lists, and you have to be prepared to cop some shit for that. That's and, and of course, our whole show is built around giving each other shit about our lists. So there you go. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's great fun. Well, I really, I'm so happy we all got to do this, Gerald. I'm so happy we finally got to have you on the show. Yeah, me you're too. One, me too. You're one that I've wanted to have on for a while. So you're sweet. I'm Thank happy. you so much. I am too. No. Um, as always, you can find other shows in our Podfix network at podfixnetwork.com, and you can look for original content that is released on a semi-regular schedule uh, on that site as well. So that is it for us. You guys take care. All right. Thanks, Ash. Thank you. Cheers, Ashley. Cheers, mate. And I forgot to get you to sing. Um... Okay, Smarty, go to a party. She's <laughs> uh, sex with you. I'm on the wall like you with Poindexter. Next day's function, high-class luncheon. Food is served in your stone-cold munchin. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, I'm hitting, hitting stop.